the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. indeed welcome to the show this is the boys of tech new zealand's longest running tech podcast this episode is number 373 for tuesday the 8th of march 2016 my name's edwin herman and i'm pleased to welcome my co-host for this show ben sonko thanks ed good to have you along ben thanks so we've got three stories this week uh kicking off with the death of Ray Tomlinson. Now, not many people would re- necessarily recognise his name, but he was the American who effectively invented email. Mm, yeah. He was 74. He died on a Saturday, the 5th of March. I guess that's a good claim to fame. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, he's you know, also responsible for spam, isn't he, technically? Or <laughs> <laughs> the mechanism that yeah. spam uses, let's say. Yeah, made it possible. Made it possible, that's right. I mean, yeah, exactly. What, I, I what? don't think he was running a spam bot, in case that's what you're implying. <laughs> yeah, no, but we know we know what you're saying. You know, you invent something for good and uh, people will always find a, 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 something evil to use it for. So when he was working on, because of course back then there was only ARPANET, which is kind of, if you like, the it was a government network, wasn't it, in the US? Yeah, yeah, because it got expanded to universities, but yeah, it started out as military, didn't it? Originally, yeah, and then yeah. eventually it, it's what became, as they grew it, what became the internet. And so he was working on this, this project and he, uh, well, his own project, if you like, to get an electronic message from one person to another. Now, from what I understand, prior to that, you could send messages across, like, uh, if you like, mainframe to mainframe, but not really to a individual user. So he effectively implemented the, the first email system. And in doing so, he had to decide how the email addresses would look like. And he needed a character that would separate the user from the, the server that the user's account was on, and he chose the at symbol, which is why today we have email addresses such as boysoftech at www.co.nz. Mm. Cool, huh? And it's it's stuck ever since because it's what he chose. Yeah, it, it, it's really it is really interesting. Yeah, you, know, you get so you get so distanced from things like this, and you don't even really understand why why that somebody made a decision like that. Yeah. Uh, you get, I think, you know, we're so complacent and we just take things for granted. And it's not until, you know, perhaps a, a, an event like this where we think back to how it all happened. Yeah, and who and who did it. Yeah. And look, I'll, I must confess, I wasn't familiar with his name either, Raymond Samuel Tomlinson. There will be thousands of people that, you know, created one little amazing piece of technology that we've never heard of. Yeah, there will be lots out there. There are, of course, ones that are well-known, like Tim Berners-Lee, who invented the World Wide Web, the HTTP protocol. For some reason, seems his name's sort of out there a lot. 
Was, yeah, you wonder why. Is it just is it the personality of the person, or um, yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't know. But when mm-hmm. when Raymond Tomlinson, by the way, Sir Raymond Tomlinson, when he was working on this, he showed it to a colleague who replied, "Don't tell anyone. This isn't what we're supposed to be working on." <laughs> so it was kind of his own little you know project. He was looking for for ways to utilize ARPANET. Yeah. Yeah, that's bizarre. <laughs> that's funny. Mm. And and here we have it. We use email pretty much every day. It's it's just part of our lives. Yeah, and, it's a huge, and, huge and part I, of our lives. It is. And I don't think, I think it's one of these situations where I don't think he realized at the time what this was going to become. And that simply by, you know, as he was devising it, thinking, well, I'm going to try and invent a system that can send messages to a specific user at a server or on a server how will I address it? We need something to separate it. Oh, I'll choose the at symbol. I don't think he realized the implication of that decision at the time. No. You kind of, I mean, it's funny. When you talk about it like that, you kind of wonder, you know, is it inevitable that as it grew, some, you know, this problem would arise, you'd need a solution to the problem. Uh, email, like the, the email system itself is, is almost an inevitable solution to the, uh, a common problem. So you saying if he hadn't had done it, someone else? Assuming, yeah, assuming that computer networks grew at the same rate, eventually you would need that that ability to communicate to someone on a on a shared network. Um, I can just see that happening organically, and there would have to be a solution to it. Um, not to take anything away from him, but I just I think it, you would have eventually. I mean, maybe it wouldn't have been an email system. Maybe it would have been something else. Um, I mean. You know, maybe it would have been better. There's there's certain things that could improve the the email system that just doesn't get implemented, like delivery pool, um, so that all sent messages get stored on the server and the um, the client has to pull the message. That would straight away you know combat spam to a massive degree. There's certain things that could get implemented that would would be a huge benefit, but you just you can't you just can't do it. Yeah, I often wonder as well, like why some of those things don't get implemented. Uh, but like you say, it's just really difficult to change such a huge, such an embedded thing. I mean, you know, some countries, just thinking of a, a sort of a, a non-technological analogy, some countries, but very few, have managed to switch from driving on the left to driving on the right. I think it's too late now. It's too hard to do it now. Yeah. Than what it was back in the, you know, I think Sweden, didn't they change in the, was it the 70s? They were, I think, the only country in Europe uh, that were driving on the left. Everyone else was on the right, and they changed. I think it was in the 70s. Well, the UK, we're, I mean, you, are you including the UK as part of Europe? They drive on the oh, left. Oh, sorry, continental Europe, I should have said. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, good call. But, you know, I, I think now, I mean, okay, nothing's impossible, but it's just so much harder now. We've got all these sensors on the roads that trigger traffic lights and... I, I don't know. I just it's the expense, uh, really, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's the expense, and also the educate. Well, I guess this is also an, uh, an expense. Another way, it's you know everything is money, but you know the the education, uh, the educational program that will need to be put in place if you if a country decides to change. You know, a lot of comms and PR and I think advertising Fiji, and was it awareness. Fiji, Fiji or Samoa changed recently. Yes, they did it quite badly, and they didn't change the buses. So the buses are driving on the other side of the road. They stop, and then people get out into traffic. Um, oh, they didn't change the configuration of the buses. I yeah, see. So the, the doors, doors are on the wrong side. So you, you kind of want to make sure you do it right, 
Um, yeah. yeah you're, that was Samoa. You're right. Um, Samoa, I'd forgotten. Okay. A, yeah, I'd forgotten about them. That was. Uh, was it 2009? I think they changed. And it was pretty right, recently. Yeah. It, which is very recently. Um, you know, but it wasn't and, successful. I don't know. Well, I guess it was, but yeah, some some. They eventually got there. Yeah, Apia is quite would be quite a busy place, but the, the rest of the country, I, I think, is it's it's not a big population. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I'd forgotten about them. So anyway, Raymond Tomlinson, inventor of the of the modern email system, has died, but long live the long, long live the at symbol. In yeah. fact, I was I was reading some uh, some literature on this. Some had predicted that the at symbol pretty much would have gone away as a relic, an old relic uh, of sort of you know of typewriter days, if it hadn't been used for email because we don't tend to use the at symbol in in ordinary. So life what is its anymore. history? Well, I, it used to be used, of course, as you know when you uh, where I used to see it was where you see uh, invoices, you know, like uh, two cotton shirts at twenty dollars each. Uh, and you have the at symbol, that kind of thing. That that's where it was used. Okay. And but people don't really write like that anymore. I'm not familiar with it being used like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's um. I don't know if that's the first use of it, but that's kind of the the com was the common use before internet usage of it, such as email and Twitter handles and so on. Yeah. Yeah. On the subject of that, by the way, I, I find the whole the, the, the decision for Twitter to use at seems to me back to front because it's, you know, email is username at hostname. So when you have like at username, to me that's backwards. Have you never thought that? I mean, I know, I know exactly what you're saying, but I can't say I've ever given it any thought. No. Oh, it kind of bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> you should send them a tweet. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll um I'll let them know somehow. All right, anyway, um drones that can follow you. The DJI Phantom 4 drone has some AI built in that can identify a subject and follow it. Now, this in itself isn't brand new, and so but the reason I wanted to throw the story in the mix is I had this idea. I just wanted to share it with you. I think I I this could become a sport, I reckon. I would love for a drone to chase me. And I have to hide from it, like out out in the wilderness, you know, out well, out in the bush, or wouldn't that be cool? Would it be armed? Uh, hopefully, with nothing deadly, uh, not a deadly payload, but perhaps um, maybe it throws, it, it, it projects some um, like paintball or something. Yeah, I don't know. That would be cool. I would love that. And you have to hide around bushes, and then of course the drone has to work out how to get to you, and by then you sort of run off behind a tree or something and it can't see you so it has to circle around wouldn't that be so cool or is <laughs> that weird um, it's a little bit weird but I guess I mean maybe you should just go play paintball <laughs> yeah but I'm scared of paintball I've never played it I, um, I think it's cool because it's a drone it's like man versus machine that that kind of thing it's like it's, Terminator well yeah I mean it does have you know but you know you, you don't Make you don't give it deadly force, but I don't know. I just think this would be a cool, a cool sport, a bit like people do geocaching and people do orienteering. Well, this is kind of in the similar sort of a line, if you know what I mean. It's it's like man versus programmer and um, engineer. Yeah, 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 hmm. pretty much. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I mean, I think you need the right terrain for it. 
I mean, obviously an open field doesn't work, but also something with too too many, you know, thick bush doesn't work either. But, you know, with the right kind of landscape. Well, um, why would why why are you limiting the range of the, the drones? Why do drones have to be fitting within a very particular um, sort of um, – I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like configuration. Like I guess you're assuming that a drone is like something that hovers off the ground with some blades and right right. Why wouldn't it be like a rat or like a spider or oh, yeah, like yeah. an insect or um, yes. you'd have you'd have, a, you'd have a range of them for the different environments that you're sitting in. So if you go into a forest, then there'd be a hovering one sitting above it while some spiders went crawling through it or. <laughs> Uh, you got to have some rules and some, I don't know. But yes, why limit it to And to the a person running object? away should be able to, um, like, disable them. Like, have a little gun that they can shoot at them and disable them, and then they just they power down for the rest of the game. That would be cool, too. Doesn't that do would be cool. Just takes them out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah I understand. Yeah, that, that would be cool. I, I still like the idea of... I don't know, kind of being unarmed and being on the on the back foot, so to speak, and, and trying to get away, or maybe trying to get to a destination. That's it. You start an A to B game. You have to get from A to B. Maybe the drones don't know where B is because otherwise they could just like hover there and wait for you to come, which is silly. But you have to get to B. And how about this? How about there? There is a gun, but it's in ten different pieces, and the different pieces are located in different locations. And you have to go to each one of the locations and then assemble the gun and then start hunting them down. And you have to try and disable them as quickly as possible. Yeah, that that could work too. That could work too. It's not. I, I guess it's not how I envisaged it. But that that would be a very. There's lots of variations. I think. Yeah. But I was happy with just raising the flag. You know, A to B, raise the flag at B, and you win. If if you don't get caught, however you define caught, whether it's you know the drone shooting a paintball at you, or I, I don't know, or some electronic thing, and you're wearing a you know a helmet with a sensor or something, I don't know. But I reckon that'd be so cool. I would love to do this. I, I would if look if someone's listening who can build me this thing, and, and I could try it out. I, I'd love to be a beta tester. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> And, you know, the other thing, this is kind of somewhat related, but not quite. I've often wondered, and I I was going to send it to Mythbusters, and I can't remember if I ever got around to submitting it, but I've often wondered, given a uh, a flat surface, perhaps an, un, an infinite flat surface, and a car driven by a competent driver, it doesn't have to be like an expert, like, you know, a pro driver, but a, a very competent driver. So given that and a pedestrian, if the driver was trying to run over the pedestrian on this f- entirely flat surface, could the pedestrian out-dodge the car? Like, who who would win? Mm. Now, obviously, you can't really try it with a real car because you're going to kill someone, potentially. But I would love to know, I don't know if you can simulate it or something, but I've often wondered, because it's one of these ones in my head where I, to me... I can't see a clear answer either way. I can give reasons why the car would win. I can give equally good reasons why the pedestrian can, you know, would win. I, my guess would be that there is a certain speed that the car would have to go above that the pedestrian would then be able to win at. And if the car could go low enough, a low enough speed, then I think the car would win because it would reduce 
the range of movement that the person could do. Do you think like but, if, if the car's going fast enough, then the person's going to have enough time to react to get out of the way? Yeah, you just dodge um, out of the way, right? Like, like yeah. dodging a, a charging rhino yeah. or something. And if the car's traveling at a certain speed, it's going to have a certain turn, um, like a turn area that it's going to have to go within. And that turn area is also going to give the person enough time to get away. But if you reduce the speed, you reduce the, um, like, you increase the maneuverability of the car and you reduce the turning area, and eventually you'd be able to cut the person off. So for me, it'd really come down to the minimum speed the car has to travel at. Mm, I don't know. I I still, it it feels like to me, even a car at any speed, even if it then accelerates last minute, I don't know. I I kind of feel like I I think I could dodge out of the road. Maybe I'm overestimating my abilities. (laughs) I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know. It it sounds like you want to join the army. <laughs> no, I just want to play with stuff. You want to dodge cars? I, I, and- yeah, but I don't want any of that discipline that comes with it. No way. <laughs> I want to think what I want to think. Hey, look, anyway, I don't know. Just some food for thought. Yeah, because you can buy these drones. Just going back to the drone thing now, you can buy drones, as I talked about, the DJI Phantom 4. It, it follows you. Now, the, the idea for that, of course, has nothing to do with a game like what I was suggesting. It was uh, one of the use cases is where you want to take a video of an adventure or, or, or you know, perhaps you're going on a, on a hike or something and you want to have some video footage of that. Well, the drone can do that without you having to control it. It just follows you. Yeah. But I would love to turn that into a game. Mm. Do it. Yeah. I, yeah time's Contact money. the makers of the drone. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe there's something. That's why I'm saying I'm putting a call out there, perhaps in the uh, boys of tech listener base. Maybe there's someone who might give it a go and get in touch with me. All right, let's move on. Final story then: the so-called National Day of Unplugging was uh, this Saturday. I didn't get around to doing it. I must confess, although I will commit to doing it next year. What about you, Ben? Did you do it? You you were unplugged, weren't you? You were at your your land. Yes, up, so up I am com- completely unplugged, whether intentionally or unintentionally. There's, Excellent. Um, yeah, yeah, very isolated. Well, I, they call it the National Day of Unplugging. I think they should call it the International Day of Unplugging. Really, I I, I don't know why it necessarily is called National Day, but anyway, it was on the fourth uh, of March or fourth and fifth of March. I think it's sundown on Friday through to sundown on Saturday is what it officially was. And the idea is to get people to, uh, you know, well, unplug. You know, no cell phone, no internet, uh, and you can go as hardcore as you want. You might even say no PlayStation, no TV, or you might. Just challenge yourself to no Twitter and no internet. Maybe I don't know. It's it's whatever you want to make of it. But I think it's a good it's a good concept. I like it. Yeah. Yep. And you know you you know as we talked before, Ben. You know you I think most weekends are up at your land, and you quite like the fact that you are unplugged. Yes, un- Not- uncontactable almost. Yeah. No um, email. You've got no email there. Very little cell phone reception. Yeah. N- no internet. Yeah. No. And it's good, isn't it? You sort of no forget TV. all that. No, no TV? No nothing. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. Um, it's fantastic. You just, yeah. I mean, I've, I've still got technology, obviously. I listen sure. to podcasts and listen to music and read read books. But On your yeah. on your Kindle or something? Yeah, on my Kobo. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. But just no, no connectivity. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? We'll try and catch it 
uh, before the fact uh, next next year, and uh, we'll see whether we can uh, challenge some some of our listeners to do it. National well, thing unplugging. Why don't you just have a go? I mean, it doesn't have to be you know an official day. Just have a go one one choose one day, choose one Saturday, and have a go. There you go. There's a challenge for me. All right. I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. Why you... make a big deal of it? Just you know. <laughs> And then, well, if, if you're if you're feeling if you're feeling that technology is impacting your life and it's a challenge, try and have an afternoon of it, you know, mm. or a morning of it. Just take a baby step. Um, I think I could easily do a twenty four hour stint easily. So I'll, I'll yeah I'll you know what that's a good point though Ben it doesn't have to be on that day I mean that's the day to encourage everyone to do it because you know it's what we it, it's how you get a, a sort of a movement going but you're right it doesn't have to be that day so let me report back in a week or maybe two depending on my schedule and I'll see if I can do a day of unplugging how about that good on you yeah excellent all right I'll report back until then Ben thank you very much for co-hosting you're welcome. And uh, we'll do it again another time. Thanks to our listeners. See you next time. Have a good one. Goodbye. Goodbye.